Hi there. Welcome to the second episode of Inner Space. How are you today, Rachel? I'm great, Emily. And do you know why I'm great? No, tell us. Because I started doing something that I think you'd be proud of me for, or at least kind of proud. Oh. I've been, you know how I get up early in the mornings and I plan my day because I think that that's going to be my calming thing. Yes. While my boys are still asleep, which is wonderful to have peace and quiet. Well, I started doing something else instead of planning my day. Don't tell me it's yoga. I have been doing yoga. Oh, that's fabulous. (laughs) I mean, just a little 20 minute beginner warm up kind of thing. But how's it going? I'm really sore. Oh, (laughs) are you doing yoga with Adrian? I am. I did it. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, Um, she had that little 20 minute starter thing. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's a great way for me to get started. So I don't show up at one of Emily's classes and distract everyone in the class by giggling and falling on my backside. Right. Okay, that's cool. I have her (laughs) emails. I started getting them, but I haven't done them yet. So I got to catch up. Well, you know, I, I still think you should have your own video like that. Yes, yes, I will eventually. Which I would absolutely be watching and doing that every day. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we talked about um, a holistic approach to design and to living our lives and thinking about the bigger picture. And I think part of that along that vein is um, stepping out of our inner spaces and our interior spaces into exterior spaces. Mm, Yes. Bringing the outdoors in, right? Right, right. Yeah, I love it. So how do you like to bring the outdoors in? Well, first, I would like to mention a couple of things that come to mind right away. And one is that the original yogis in India, they did almost all of their practice outside. So if that's important to anyone, if they like to be, if they're traditionalist and they like to do Mm -hmm. things the way the founders did. So there was a reason for that, because, of course, being outside makes you feel that connection to nature. And really, I think there's been actually a lot of studies done that talk about how the closer you live to nature, the healthier you'll be. And um, if you think about it, when you go outside, do you feel better when you're out in nature, breathing fresh air and looking at trees and flowers? Or in a room that's sort of uninspiring and not very healthy. Right. <laughs> so there's a there's a big difference. And I think all of us can relate to that. So If only we could control the weather. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but the thing I love about the weather here is that most of the time, not always, but most of the time, it's pretty light, the rain. So you can go yeah. outside. You can still do some things outside. That's true. And I've seen people doing yoga on the ferry. From time to time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, nice. I mean, I imagine with that beautiful view. Right. Yeah. It, it seems like it would be a beautiful experience. Yeah. That's kind of what yoga is all about, right? The experience. Right. And as like going back to the ancient yogis, they probably had no equipment other than, I mean, because you always have the quote unquote equipment of your body right. and your breath. So you can do it anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. So of course, now there's a million props you can buy, but. It's, right. You've got to have your blocks and your mat and your. It's not Whatever absolutely <laughs> necessary, though. But that connection to nature, absolutely. And so how would you, what are some of your ideas for bringing that into, the, into your home space? Well, there are several ways to do that in an interior space. Um, and I think that the first thing I, I, that naturally comes to mind and probably comes to most people's minds when they think of their interior space is color. Mm-hmm. Um, And one of the things that I've noticed lately is there's a really big trend with the color gray and a lot of uh, Northwest 
people are rejecting that because Seattle is already so gray. Right. And <laughs> we have a lot of gray and green here. We have a lot of gray and green. And, you know, aside from one person telling me that it was too depressing to mm. bring that gray inside, I, I really can't personally see what's wrong with gray. I don't find it depressing. I feel like... Mm, I love um, gray. I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful color. There are so many shades of gray. It um, It's such a flexible color. It works with everything you can do. Uh, gray with a blue under, undertone and combine that with a gray with a beige undertone or a, um, a green undertone. And mm-hmm. they all work beautifully together, unlike the way our old builder beige did that, mm-hmm. that really... Um, with different beiges, but I, I digress and I ramble. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that the grays, um, they do. They pull in the, they pull in nature. That's what we have around us, and we, mm-hmm. we pulling in those grays and those greens. Um, looking immediately at our um, surroundings and considering where we are regionally mm-hmm. is so important in interior design. I think that a lot of times people tend to. Um, reject what what is happening immediately out their window and paint their walls you know i don't let's just say that it's somebody living in the city that paints their interior walls turquoise and you look outside and you see nothing that is turquoise and right. it, it feels out of place so that, yeah there's no sense there's of no place. connection right it's funny that you talk about that because my husband and i as i've mentioned the first episode we're building a house and my husband in, in particular is always thinking along those lines he's mm-hmm. always you know how can we bring what we're seeing out the window into the space in terms of color and you know, there's a lot of ways. But that's the first, I guess, like you said, that's the most obvious one. So when you look outside and see yes. trees and water and sky. Right. Bring, right. bring, bring in, in the trees and the water in. and the sky. And in, in my own house, we're still working on painting. And we bought our house two years ago. And we're just doing one room at a time, little bits and pieces at a time. But... Um, we're trying to pull in our own views. We look out the window and we see we have a little peekaboo view of the water. And rather than painting the walls a brilliant blue, because how often does the water look brilliant blue here? We're going for more of a, a slate tone and bringing in some teals here and there because we see that when we look at the water out our window. Mm-hmm. I mean, just having that relevance. We're not in the Car- Caribbean and. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like what you talked about last time that you're laying a um, sort of a field of a somewhat neutral color and then you can play around with adding pops of other color. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or um, brighter and, color. Right. And sometimes even those colors um, like the, the teal and the blue that we're using in our own home. I'm looking at those almost as a neutral, too, just because mm-hmm. they are being pulled from nature and they're not very bright or extravagant, but then I'm not, in my own home, a very bright and ex- extravagant designer for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes me think of bringing in all the senses, too, because we talked about color, which, of course, is visual. But then how can we also bring in some of the other other elements? And um, from from my perspective, when I a lot of times when I'm teaching meditation to somebody, I'll go through the five senses, kind of in the sense that not so much that you're looking at something behind your closed eyes or or hearing something or smelling something, but just that you're focusing on the fact that you have those senses and moving from one to the other. So starting out with just kind of thinking about the fact that you actually have eyes and you have a sense of vision <laughs> and just sort of noticing that and then moving to the nose and the fact that you have a sense of smell and then to the ears. 
sense of touch, going through all five senses. It's just sort of to increase people's awareness of the right. senses. And then as they become more aware of the fact that they have them, which sounds kind of strange, but it because sounds, of our hectic life, we tend true. to forget all about things like that. Yeah. It's sort of like going back to basics and like, oh, yeah, these are things that matter. Yeah, I think that we do tend to, I mean, it's one of those things that when I'm doing yoga in the mornings now, just those, the last two days that I've been doing it, um, when I'm told to pay attention to my breath and told to pay attention, there was one part where she says, um, if you're clenching your jaw, take a minute here and relax your jaw. And I hadn't even realized that I was clenching right. my jaw. I mean, it's one yeah. of those things. We don't think about our bodies. Mm -hmm. and But tuning into that, tuning into the senses, then you start to notice how it relates to your own surroundings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then another, so another thing that I, um, another way of bringing the outdoors in that I think is kind of a, a natural um, first train of thought would be thinking about the views and uh, daylight. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's orienting seating so that you're looking at the exterior views and focusing on them or whether you're um, framing them with your windows or making sure that you're sitting close to your windows and getting that natural daylight on your skin because as we know vitamin d is limited here mm -hmm. in, in especially Washington in the winter State. yes we need all winter. the light we can get in we the can, winter we can take our supplements but it's not going to uh, it's not going to give you that feeling of the sun on your skin mm-hmm yeah, interesting. I never thought about that that much either. My house, we're going to have a lot of windows, so I th our goal is to create a lot of natural light. I feel like that is so important, and it breaks my heart that so many designs, especially I think that it, a, a lot of the time it happens in older homes, particularly homes that were designed in, when the Victorian era was really popular. It was very popular to block the windows, mm. and they actually did. That's why the heavy drapery was around, the big velvet drapery. It was very popular because... It was thought that um, you wanted to keep everything out and you oh. wanted to stay inside. So did they do that to protect their furniture from the light? or what? I can't remember why they That's... did it. I think that that is, uh, yeah, I think that it was to protect the furniture. Hmm. <laughs> Look at me, I'm just shrugging and I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, strange to think of living that way, blocking out the light. Right. Oh, and you know, it also had to do with um, women's pale skin. Oh, okay. I remember that as well. It was trying to protect our skin right. from the, the evil rays of sunshine. Right. Yeah. And when they went outside, they had a parasol. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but it's, and a lot of those styles of homes still exist. I mean, a Tudor style home, if you ever go into the, they're beautiful homes. They're gorgeous. But their windows are small mm. and their um, central spaces are very central and away right. from the natural daylight. Yeah, and they do have tiny windows in Tudor. <laughs> yes, yes. So it takes a lot of work to try and bring that daylight in and mm -hmm. pull back those curtains. And Right. So what other senses didn't we get to yet? How about the sense of smell? The sense of smell is a wonderful... I love um, integrating the sense of smell and, and bringing that from the outdoors. I think that um, obviously there are ways that you can use artificial Sense. Um, scent reproduction, but uh, one of my favorite ways is just using natural finishes, mm. um, using cedar inside a home. You walk into a cedar-sided home, and you, you smell that, that wonderful smell. Right. Um, nice. Another, oh, one of my favorite finishes, and this is completely ridiculous, and I get laughed at all the time with any time an interior design meeting happens at a, a, 
<laughs> space that sells finishes, if they have marmoleum or linoleum, mm. it's a clay. It's not vinyl. Uh. <laughs> Everyone often confuses the two. Marmoleum or linoleum is a, a clay-based finish that is backed with jute. And if you is it a flooring? It's a flooring. Yes, uh. it, it has been used as countertops as in the past. And then there's also they make a product that is used for um, bulletin boards in schools. Okay. But if you pick up that finish and you smell the back of it, it smells wonderful. Oh, it smells good. I thought you were going to say it smells terrible. <laughs> no, it smells like heaven. It's so natural. And I, I get myself every single time going to these design um, meetings and I pick up the Wow, I never <laughs> I would have expected that. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Hmm. That's that's what all the interior designers think, too, when they look at me and see right. me sniffing, <laughs> sniffing jute. <laughs> well, obviously flowers. Fresh flowers. Absolutely. That's true. And I like um, essential oils diffused. Yes. Can add a nice scent. And, of course, candles, but they have to be the right ones. I hate certain scented candles are awful. I'm a sucker for – I'm a huge sucker for scented candles, and I think that it, if there was some kind of – probably someone's going to contact us and let us know that there is this program, but if there was some kind of, like, candle program that I could subscribe to mm-hmm. where I would get a candle a month – I would do it in an instant. Right, because you use them up about that fast. Maybe more. Or faster. <laughs> two, you need two a month. Well, because candlelight also, it, it gives you that kind of, that the same kind of feeling that daylight does, especially in the winter months. I've mm-hmm. noticed. So so candles can serve two purposes. They can serve two purposes. Scent and light. Right, right. And and I really have noticed it because I've noticed that I, I think that everyone has seasonal affective disorder to an extent. Probably, especially in the Pacific Northwest. Yes, (laughs) and I definitely have experienced it myself. And I've found that a few ways of dealing with it is, most importantly, just finding ways to bring the outdoors in and Mm -hmm. to allow daylight into my home, to put seating near windows so that I get that vitamin D or oriented at windows so that I can just peer out the window while I'm working. Mm but Ugh, there's nothing worse than being in a closed room with no windows. Oh, it's horrible. No, I can't do it. it. No, I can't do it either. And on really rough days when it's really gray, if I light a few candles, mm-hmm. I instantly feel that warmth and mm-hmm. I feel that comfort, comfort, the same kind of comfort that I feel when the sunlight is shining on my skin. Right. Yeah, that's great. And I've noticed, too, if I work in my house too long in the morning and I have not set foot outside yet, I start getting really anxious. You know, it's like... I, if my husband walks the dogs and I don't go with him and I'm like, oh, I have a lot to do. I've got to stay at my desk. By the time, if you get to like 9.30 or 10 and you have not set foot outside your house, that's really not good. I mean, I can feel the effects it's yeah. having on me. It's like even if you take a five-minute walk, being outside affects your well-being in a positive way. Yes. Yes, it does. I, I, I have my weekends on occasionally, um, on occasionally. <laughs> that's the new way of speaking here um, <laughs> on on weekends on occasion if we have um suddenly canceled plans or something we just decide okay that's it we're gonna do laundry all day and get caught up for the week because or organize your kitchen or- <laughs> <laughs> something like that yes um <laughs> we're always ter- terribly behind on laundry though so that's our thing is that we'll, mm. we'll decide to do laundry all day and but you have to have well-scented laundry soap that appeals to your That's, sense of smell. Yes, and well, thank goodness. I, it's funny because I always complain that our washer and dryer are in our um, spider basement. Is 
mm-hmm. how I refer to it. It's the the unfinished basement, and it's this dark, damp place hole. with unfinished floors. <laughs> it's it is it's a hole, and and there are spider webs on the ceiling. It's disgusting, and I try to dust it out, but it, it just you know they always come back. It's unfinished, right? And then there's this beautiful shiny washer and dryer sitting right in this <laughs> in the middle of this room. But thank goodness it's down there because I have to go outside mm-hmm. and get some fresh air to do the laundry. And right. I think that that's really needed. Yeah. Good. And what's okay. So we talked about sight and smell. We talked a little bit about plants, about flowers specifically because of their scent. But mm-hmm. I think that also plants in general because yeah. of the oxygen that they give our bodies. Mm-hmm. And What about hearing? How would you bring that in? I guess you could have like a little fountain that you hear. Yeah. <laughs> or they, other things that simulate noises from nature. There are also other ways that um, without even having something that simulates a sound, just thinking about the textures and the way that your body touches them and brushes mm-hmm. against them. Right. And how we can hear that um, walking from a tile floor to a wood floor mm-hmm. and hearing our footsteps change and, and hearing that transition. I love that because then you could turn that into a walking meditation. Oh, You know, and noticing the differences when you get to different surfaces. Right. Very cool. You know, a lot of people think meditation is something you only do sitting cross-legged. Uh-huh. But just want to make a point here that many people do better with either walking meditation or even lying down. So there are different ways that appeal to different personality types. So how would you do a walking meditation? You just... Obviously, you keep your eyes open. <laughs> but you could do it on something like a labyrinth or just on oh, a, uh-huh. a trail. Basically, you're just trying to really tune into exactly what you're doing. Just, I see. You know, you're not thinking about other things. You're really noticing your surroundings, and you're walking slowly, and you're taking in everything through all your senses. Probably so paying attention to your breath. Yes, and just being really in the moment and aware. Everything always comes back to that. Huh. Yeah. Try it. I will. I I have to. I'm going to think I'm going to ditch my kids the next time we go on a a hike. (laughs) She's going to literally throw her kids in a ditch. No. (laughs) We do send them off ahead of us with walkie-talkies, though. Oh, that's a good idea. Get lost, kids. But we will find you. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, I had something else I wanted to mention, too. Is um, This is a really nice habit to develop, is that every time you're out, outside anywhere... Just take a few seconds, no matter how rushed you are, you can do this. If you just take a few seconds, pause, close your eyes, and just breathe in, and just get really still, and just for that moment, notice all the sensations in your body, and the scents, and the sounds, and then when you're back indoors, try to recall that moment, and think about what it is about that moment that made you feel really good, Mm -hmm. and then from that feeling, I think you can probably come up with some ways to bring in your home decor that'll kind of recall that feeling. Absolutely. That's a brilliant idea. And yeah. I, I think I'm going to steal that and tell that to my clients. Yeah. just So, you know, future clients, if you're listening. <laughs> well, he, especially here. If you're listening, am I? <laughs> especially on Vashon, even though I know everyone listening isn't necessarily on Vashon, but we're so, so fortunate to have so much natural beauty around us. So right. we would be crazy not to pause and take note of it at least a few times a day. Absolutely. Honestly, even if they're not on Vashon in Seattle, we have natural beauty everywhere. I mean, we're talking about this evergreen state. It rains so much here. It's gray so much here, but it's also so green. Right. And there's water everywhere, trickling everywhere. And mm-hmm. 
views at every turn, even if that view is is the city skyline. It's gorgeous. Right. Yeah. We're lucky that Seattle is a city that has a lot of natural outdoor space. But every city has something. Every city has parks. If you say so. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to a few cities that I wasn't quite so impressed with. Right. Yeah. Some are better than others. So we're fortunate to have Seattle. And how about taste? How could you bring in that sense in? Oh, that's an interesting one. That's a good question. That might be the most challenging one. I think so. I mean, unless you have a bowl of fruit in your doorway and say, hey, here you go. Eat some fruit right when you walk in. uh, I guess that's, yeah, that's the main thing is having bowls of beautiful, natural food like fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. a bowl of nuts, you know, things that are really natural that are out and visual. Or even just thinking of uh, cooking. Mm-hmm. And when we prepare our food, the way that we smell our food and um, I, gosh, I was listening to a presentation just last week um, by an, uh, oh, I can't remember. I was listening to a presentation where someone was talking about how food preparation and cooking our food actually helps our digestive system mm. because our body takes in that scent and prepares Oh. itself it starts to salivate because we smell the food right so that's just wonder, the act of cooking it right yeah, yeah just the act of cooking it so i wonder that if you know sense. having that smell in your home would would that count as taste yeah i'm right where i'm living right now the lady who lives below me cooks with garlic a lot and when that when that <laughs> scent starts coming up it smells so good it makes you crave one of my garlic. favorite yeah one of my favorite things the smell of garlic cooking in olive oil. I love it. I love it. And I think that's also really great for kids to get. And that's why involving your kids in the food process is so important. Yes. Yes. Because then they'll probably taste, at least taste it. Yeah. Oh, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll taste it. If you, just, <laughs> if you just throw it in front of them and they had nothing to do with the preparation. If we're talking about my youngest, they'll take fistfuls of it and <laughs> shove it in there. <laughs> so I think we covered all the five senses. So what else, do, what other points do you want to make about bringing nature inside? One thing that I do want to mention about bringing nature inside is um, I want to go back to plants because I think that a lot of people forget about plants and we see spaces that look sterile and cold and they feel lifeless. And a lot of the times people will say that they don't like modern design because it has a, a sterile, cold, lifeless feeling. Mm-hmm. But the reason that that... It, that it feels that way is because there's no life in it. Right. And I don't think that we can feel alive unless we're surrounded by life. Right. So if you find an image of a modern design that has plants in it, I think you're suddenly going to feel that it's less sterile and doesn't have that cold mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. So you could have all different sizes and some flowering and some not flowering. Right. And you could have shells and rocks you know like just a mm-hmm. little you don't have to go crazy because like i said on the first episode everything has energy so we don't want to fill the space with all this crazy stuff that just sort of competes with each other but if you're really judicious and you bring in the things that really make you happy mm-hmm. i think that's a great idea slightly shameless plug here but um well no it's not for me i visited sylvia at dig nursery mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago or maybe it was a couple months ago i don't i don't keep track of time, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> time is um, an illusion. <laughs> I went to see her to talk to her about how, the fact that I'm a black thumb and and have her help me try and bring plants into my own home that mm. I'm not going to kill. And one of the plants that we looked at were air plants. Mm. And I love the way that she, if you ever go in to dig, 
she t- sticks these airplanes inside shells and rocks, mm. and the way that they're positioned, it looks like they're just about to get up and scuttle off the counter. Oh, like a little crab. Yeah, they look like little hermit crabs, and That's I just cool. love them. So they literally just live on air? They literally live on air. You just you spray them. You mist them, and that you mist them like once a week. Even you could do that. It, even I have had one since, okay, I think it was October, actually, that I went and saw her, which means that mm-hmm. I really do have no concept of time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I've had one since that visit, and then I went back right before Christmas and got myself another one, and they're both thriving. Mm-hmm. So Very it's good. as easy as that. Yeah. Yeah. And another thought I had was the um, when you talked about doing yoga at home, um, having a home yoga space, for those of you who do practice yes. yoga at home, that has some kind of element from nature, I really think that will increase the likelihood that you're actually going to do something at home. And you don't have to do an hour of yoga if you're doing it at home. You could do it for 10 minutes. Right. It's I'm much doing more it for 20. Imp- yeah. That's- much more important to do it consistently, like every what either every day or every X number of days than to feel like you have to get in this huge mega yoga mm-hmm. session. So, but I really do think that if you have a beautiful little, even if it's just a little corner and there are including elements of nature, obviously if you can practice outside. As long as it's a big enough corner for you to stretch out. Yes. <laughs> without kicking over your plants. Right. <laughs> but I think it does. I think it helps increase the likelihood that you're going to do it because you're in a space yeah. that appeals to you, makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, if you can practice outdoors, I think that's fun. A lot of some yoga teachers don't like that because the ground isn't level. And... I would love to practice outdoors in the summer. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> shameless plug for me. I'm, okay. I want to do some pop-up yoga classes in the parks Ooh. this summer on Vashon. Oh, I would come to those. Okay. Good. They'll be sort of I'll be like, there. hey, count, count me in tomorrow at ten. Let's do it. You know, things like that. That would be really fun. I like that. Okay. Good. And by then, hopefully, I won't be falling over. Yes. I'll actually, I'm starting to get my balance after day two only. I, I could feel the difference between I'm very from today and yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any other important and compelling points about bringing nature in? Hmm. No, I think we, I think we hit it. We covered it. Yeah. All right, so I guess we'll leave it a surprise what we're talking about next time. Yeah, I don't even know if I know right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) To some degree, we fly by the seat of our pants. (laughs) So we'd just like to thank you all for listening. And as we said last time, we'd love to get your feedback, get your thoughts on topics that you're interested in or challenges that you have around these ideas of um, your inner world reflecting your outer world. So please let us know. If you'd like to reach Rachel Waldron, go to waldrondesigns.com. And for Emily Herrick, E-M-I-L-Y-H-E-R-R-I-C-K, yoga.com. And this is where we sign out. Remember, your inner space reflects your outer space. So make make it it your oasis. oasis. I'm Emily Herrick. And I'm Rachel Waldron. Thanks Thanks for for traveling traveling with us to Inner inner space. Space.